0: Hello and welcome to the Talking City Extra podcast. My name is Seb Parkinson, of course, and I am delighted to tell you that we're going to be joined by a debutant on the pod, Isaac Johnson, who is going to be here to break down everything that Pep Guardiola says in his pre-match press conference as Manchester City travel down to London to face Fulham. City are going to be making another trip to London at the end of the season as they face Manchester United in the FA Cup final. Now, City fans, if you are travelling down to London, please be aware that the rails may be on strike on the 3rd of June. We have a really good article on the Manchester Evening News which tells you all about it, and there's a video on our Twitter. Without further ado, though, here is everything Pep Guardiola says from his press conference. Hello Pep, um, can you describe to us what the feeling was like amongst the players after the Arsenal game the other night?
2: Normal as usual, nothing special. So we make a recovery game, a recovery training session and uh, and training, and after today is day off, so nothing special.
0: The brutal physical challenge that you've got to go through now though for the rest of the season, because you've got so many games. When you have a performance like that, and knowing that a lot of players have been through this before, how much confidence does that give you now for the rest of the season? The
2: confidence prepared the Fulham game to see what uh, they do. Uh, they have a lot of patterns. Like uh, it's clear what they do, especially because they are together from already few years and the good championship had done in this Premier League as well. This is the confidence we have to to have. Is the only I'm concerned about um, a lot of games is normal in this in this period when we are in contention and with the three competitions. But of course, winning games helps to you know to 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 be ready and and on Sunday you have another opportunity.
0: Fulham been one of the surprise. Um, packages for a lot of people, I guess, this season. They had a difficult patch recently, but started picking up wins again. What are your thoughts on, on the season that they've had and how tough an opposition? Not they're exceptional
2: for the way they play. Of course, Mitrovic is an important player for them. He's not available for his suspension, but he's, a, he's an incredibly well-organised team. Uh, and you have to yeah to be intense, aggressive and, and try to attack attack as, as better as possible.
0: Pep,
1: <clears throat> it was a bit over three months ago that you gave us that remarkable press conference after Spurs' game, <coughs> that you you said you felt that everybody was a bit too comfortable, etc. Now you look, you look everything but too comfortable. You look really, really sharp. What what was the the turnaround since then? You think? I
2: don't know, and don't don't think uh, for one second that that was the reason why that we changed. Everything is a feeling I have and now it's completely different because, like you said, it was three, four months ago and he is already weeks, I would say, more than weeks, but not much, much more than one more weeks to finish up the season. So that is the difference.
1: And I think before Arsenal, you mentioned there was a couple of things in your game (coughs) that you wanted to see uh, improved for the Madrid games, especially in Champions League. Mm -hmm. Did you see any development against Arsenal?
2: We didn't pass the ball before against Bayern Munich we didn't pass enough the ball and the game we saw in Emirates, we didn't pass the ball and our strength points attack quick but before attack quick you have to pass more the ball use the keeper more, throw them more and before the last games, it just started right and finish with right, start with left and finish with left and to attack better especially when a team's like my high pressing like happened in Bayern Munich and Arsenal you have to move them a little bit more otherwise it's more difficult to to find the right spaces and to be after this process to be quick and be faster.
1: Uh, hi Pep. Um have you got what's the latest situation with Nathan Ake? Have you got a kind of precise idea of when he is? It's going much to better.
2: F- he seems sometimes really good. Uh, his symptomatology is if it's good it is important because at the end the players knows his body and his reaction, but still I still, is not training with the team.
0: So, I mean, it's still too far away to know whether he'll be fit for Real Madrid? No, I
2: think we'll not be longer. will not be longer, but still, I think it's not. But maybe tomorrow come and the doctor say he's ready to training. But I think it's not.
0: Can I just ask you, you've just been asked about your comments from a, a while <coughs> ago, but you've also
1: spoken a lot this season about Kevin De Bruyne and, and what makes him tick. There was a period around the World Cup where he didn't look quite right, but now he looks as good as he's ever done. Is there something that just
0: happens or what makes the difference there?
2: He's the same player like a uh, month ago. It's the same personality, the same exceptional player. Even when I decide he doesn't play or he plays, so he's the same one and we cannot demand every single player uh, during a period of 7, eight, nine, ten years of career, and every three days, like they happen in this sport, and with 11 months in a row, and rest three weeks, and after come back again the preseason, go to Asia to do it, to be all the time enough. And sometimes sitting and no playing is good. It's not to punish, it's not, <laughs> not to be discomfort, it's just, sometimes you have to sit and realize, okay, to refresh a little bit your mind, and to let him notice like a like he all his standards like is are so so high and and three days you haven't had a game opportunity and, and show how happy you are playing football.
0: Pepe, if you win at Fulham you go back to the top of the table and you have been top of the table many times this season. Psychologically for your players at this stage with only six games left after that, how important is it to, to look at the league table and be top?
2: Psychology is important, for the fact that depend depends on us, And depends, we don't have to look anything else, that do our performance as best as possible, our games as best as possible, to win game by game by game, to be close, to arrive in the last game with the chance to be champion again. So, the people start to say, and I had a feeling, it's over, it's over, it's over, and it's not over. It over. will be over when it will be over, and it's not over. And still we have seven games, when I saw, for example, the 15, 20 minutes yesterday in Goodison Park, how aggressive they are, a part of the result, how intense and good they 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 were, and every single game we played for special things for our opponents, for ourselves as well. And what I have to do is do our game. So, and and I know what happened when we play in Emirates, we won, everyone was happy. In Barcelona, Manchester City is already catch them. Arsenal, we won Nottingham Forest, and we draw. Fantastic game, but we draw. Now we won. We have to go to the Fulham, and the stadium is a special stadium with an incredible organized team, a good team. This is the point. So, And we do our job, so we'll be closer, but nothing is for granted, and I don't feel absolutely... Uh, we were happy, of course, and satisfied for the last game, for the performance we played, but that's all. The day after, is okay. Rest and prepare Fulham is what you have to do. Because I know it's not 20 games left, it's seven games, but seven games are seven games. <laughs> it's a lot. I still had the feeling it's a lot of games, considering we have... Champions League around the corner, and 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 so on.
0: Bearing in mind where you're at now in the season, you must have though tremendous trust in your players now to to get the job done.
2: Don't misunderstand me. We were right now third in the position, ten points behind. Hypothetical leader, I would trust to my players. My players, I don't trust. Don't trust. It depends on the results. So my players, it's quite similar sometimes, like like all of you. Like if we win and the tactics are good, and the win the decisions are bad. So the players are the same. So I have to win them every single day, seduce them every single day with the decision we make. It works, and after to win in the games. But the trust in them not depends after seven years together about the results at all. Absolutely not, because lose is part of the competition. And what is nice, as I said, is we are there to try to do it. And... Of course, we at a good momentum, everyone except Nathan, but we'll be back soon, everybody's fit, everyone want to play and uh, the feeling is good, but we have to prove it again. So, if we don't get results the Fulham, we'll be in the same position as before Arsenal. We'll be maybe in their hands, in Arsenal hands. You have to try to avoid it as much as possible.
0: You've been a manager 16 years now, I think, bearing in mind your time at Barcelona and Bayern. How good is this side now compared to the sides you've managed over all that time?
2: All the sides I have, all the sides I have been, since I started my managerial career, have been exceptional. There is not one team I training, even the second team from Barcelona, Barcelona Munich, in here. All the teams have gave me that exceptional, all of them. I think that there are three games. I think before the the, Chan- the Champions League restarts, um, have you had a chance in your schedule to start watching Real Madrid's games no. to start putting a plan together? I have an idea for the fact that how many would play last season and many sometimes during the year I saw a Spanish league and see Madrid, so I have an idea more or less. But specifically, if they changed something re- regarding last season because it's the same manager, Carlo, and so. But still, no no. It's a, I'm normally I always concerned with the next game, next game, and I, I would not pay attention to anything else than Fulham game. Is it quite hard though when, when that game is, is so big no. and it's only a couple of weeks away? When you are 10-50 points behind leader, maybe. Yeah, you prioritize maybe Champions League, but now we have time to prioritize anything. Premier League is so nice, it's so attractive, and be again be champion is right now is quite similar level that you can tell me a, a Champions League. The people say why because you don't have it. No, it's not true. So Premier League is a Premier League. It's eleven months. It's every, every three day, every week, every week, every week, against everyone, so my attention is Fulham and after will be West Ham and after will be Leeds, 100 per cent, and after Leeds I have enough time, not much, because it's Saturday, Tuesday, but with uh, of course my, my team like helps me a lot, so I have time to, to prepare Madrid. Just
0: following on from what uh, Fred was saying earlier about the sort of change in performances and results. Last season, Fernandinho gave quite a passionate um, address to the squad in January time, I think, um, about standards. Has the without him at the club, has there been anyone that's stepped up and done similar this season?
2: Yeah, a lot of them. Important figures, Gundo, Kyle, uh, Scott Carson, so, yeah. Ruben have important figures that uh, they lead and they are there, Rodri making a step. In that sense, so. so there are important figures that make that role, of course.
0: When what have you got any sort of specific talks that they've had with the players that you can remember this this year after any specific games?
2: No, normally when not <laughs> normally it's about the game itself. After six seven years, I don't talk much with the players. Just the moment, I have to talk, and sometimes when some some actions, not a specific player or myself or whatever, do. Mm-mm. Right, left, not in the right line you have to do, you have to notice, you have to talk always for the benefit to, to, to get better, so not for to be discomfort on something, so when I see what I don't like anything about the club, when the one club is flat, one club is, you know, good or bad, no matter, that is the worst, And and sometimes after winning the past sometimes you have to you know myself the club itself have to say well you have to be the charisma have to be a, a charisma team charisma club organization Char, you know charisma is a word like show passion love and this is the the key point uh, pretty soon yeah weeks and months, so yeah sometimes yeah it's like a routine no another game and again yeah you know it's in september we have a lot of time when that's happened this is the worst. This is when you have a team alive, even he's so angry and upset when you lose. That's good, he's alive. Or when he's okay, he lose, but I have time. We win, but another win. It doesn't matter. That at the end. That's why I said when this is at the end of the season, he is close. People is not flat anymore. See the holidays, see the titles there, or fighting for the titles. You know, and when that's happened, it's, it's really good. Yeah,
0: after you beat Arsenal in uh, February, you then went and dropped two points at uh, Nottingham Forest. The the game after, how how sort of important is it? You don't slip up again, you know, after such a big win.
2: Nottingham Forest had some margin. Now we don't have margin. We have seven games, but they have five. So it's it's almost really really close. So, but maybe I put a bad example because always I demanded the performance, and the performance against Nottingham was one of the best. So we conceded one shoot and on target and we had no clear chances beyond. And we played really good after incredible demanding game in London, come back late and after two days to travel to Nottingham and play there. So the, the team behaved incredible, but we dropped points. And of course, we had to try to avoid it. And, and just one more, Pep, you, you've you spoke before about finishing in the top four as sort of the, the first trophy of the season. I think you need one point, so yeah. you've
0: got the champagne chilled. And yeah, ready. yeah,
2: it's ready right there. For Arsenal, Arsenal is already in Champions League. Ask, ask to the owners, from Arsenal or CEO from Arsenal, what does it means after six, seven years out of the Champions League, being the Champions League. So next season, Arsenal will be playing the elite, in the best teams in Europe, in the m- incredible fashion competition, and nice competition, and we'll be there. It's a success, absolutely. So and yeah, I, I didn't know how many points we left. I, just one. I thought we are close, that's the reality, and hopefully tomorrow on Sunday, sorry, we can achieve it. Uh,
0: you talk about how you've been together for seven years, and you and your sort of in trust in in your players. I'm just wondering what what's the sort of pre-match routine
2: for you in the dressing room? Is it is it your input sort of purely tactical? Or, or, or is it motivational as well? They have to know that uh, they know me, my, my face expre- express, I think, like every one of us, express a lot of things. When we win, I'm happy, when I lose, I'm more, you know. So, But I think it's normal for every person. It's my job, I, I care my job, and when we are happy that they after Arsenal, they day after Bayern Munich, or whatever, I'm a happier person. I sleep better and I prepare better. But. Uh, and in that situation, I talk more with the players and when I like this, I don't want to talk because I'm not concerned what they have to do, what they have to do. I talk with my staff, back with my staff. this is my routine and, and that's all. But after seven years, so sometimes, and I think it's good, don't see each other, don't talk each other because we know perfectly well. Don't be involved. It's good because after when we talk, every three days, game, 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 you have to be effective. And you know? the last time you had to give a motivational speech, when was that? I don't give motivational speeches, so <laughs> I'm not a. I am not I did not read books about, uh, you know, uh, motivational. these kind of things It's is what I feel about the team we're going to. Team we're going to play or the game we're going to play. That, but the game, what you see. Sometimes my. But I think all the managers. Sometimes the boys is more calm. Sometimes more aggressive. Sometimes when I see the team a little bit, mm, you have to lift them. Sometimes, uh, you know, against Arsenal. I didn't see one word. So are to motivate against Arsenal playing for the Premier League? They know perfectly. Even the warm up, no, they say the warm up. I said to the guys, how they warm up. Always I asked, how they warm up? And said, Yeah, so calm. Relax. And I said, but relax in a good way or bad way? And the guys tell me, I don't know. So we'll see how we start the game. So <laughs> nobody knows. And there are moments that the warm map is a little bit flat, so I have to leave them. sometimes oh, they talk a lot, they, they made incredible, the passes, the shootings. You know it's feeling important is arrive at the right the moment to be ready. Maybe the players they need in that moment relax, they know exactly what they have to do. they don't need you know the speeches in this kind of games. for example against Madrid, when we're going to happen, the speeches will be they know exactly what they are playing for. semi final Champions League, you don't need any worse, you know to let them know. How nice, important and privileged privilege to, to be there, to be there.
1: Hi
0: Pep, uh, you've been chasing Arsenal for so long and still are, but like you say, people are now saying... Who, sorry? Man City, you've yeah. been chasing Arsenal. Yeah. Um, and you still are, but now people are saying it's over um, after after Wednesday. Is that the the
2: challenge now to make sure that the players kind of shut out that noise? Yeah, it's, I, think, I think it's what it is, yeah. I think because I know perfectly Mikel, I think the players know it, they, they will not give up. Because the, the, the real prize, or one of the real prizes is done, Champions League next season, and they will not give up. And and when you have 10 points in front, I would say, yeah, it's almost over. But the reality today, we are two points behind. They say, yeah, two games left, but I've said, it's. Will be respectful for the teams we have to play with, Ham and Brighton. Is we have to beat them. So, after beat them. I will, I will be agree with you, but still we have to play. And the reality, we are behind. If today finish the championship, they are champion. So that's why it's. Uh, but it's normal the tendency. What we have done in the past. Arsenal long time is not the long time. We are making the last 15 games We had defeat, seven games, in I think, in the Premier League winning games. So that's why, all oh, yeah. Always I said to the players before us, and what happened in the Arsenal in the last games, three draws, one defeat, can happen to us. They know it's impossible. You no, know, my friends, it can be possible. You can lose games and drop points in one week. And that you have to be aware. If you are aware of that, and, and that will be will be easier for us, don't for us drop points.
0: For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Great to hear from Pep, as always. He always speaks so well. Nice sort of long press conference as well. We love a, a long press conference here covering all the key topics. Now, as I said earlier, I'm delighted to be joined by Isaac. He's a a debutant on the Talking City Extra podcast. He may, if he's if he's really good, he may make it onto the actual proper Talking City podcast with Simon uh, in the future. So Isaac, uh, thanks for joining me and uh, you've you've covered the City press conference. Just talk me through what what the the points he made.
1: Yeah, as always with with Pat, he, he he gives a quite extensive answers for for the questions he, he's given. Uh, sometimes sometimes he isn't uh, but on this occasion he was feeling in the mood um there, there was a range of things uh, talked about but I, you know I, I think one the main line at the moment is that nathan ake is close to uh returning to team training which is a massive boost um obviously he missed a game with arsenal and city actually coped okay without him obviously they exceeded one but overall um they they were pretty defensively sound um which just shows the the, the strength and depth they've, in depth they've got but um Nathan Ake for me has been City's defender of the season. Um, he, he's been very versatile. He's, uh, I hesitate to say utility man because he's more than that, but um, he, he's complained of a variety of positions and losing him was a blow. Now, if you said that this time last year or perhaps 18 months ago, you would have said, that, you know, no way, you know, we've got better defenders. But as as his climb over the last uh, 18 months, he's, he's been one of the the best uh defensively so his return is a big boost and obviously that means hopefully he'll be back for the uh Real Madrid game which again is 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 a massive uh boost boost for Pep there as well um and the system he plays um obviously the conversation off came off about the title and, and, and beating Arsenal as well um and he was very much of the line you know we've got seven games to go there's there's a long time to go with that um and um, he he basically said, I know Mikel very well. He knows that I know him very well, and they're not going to give up. Um, and so in regard in regards to chasing title, uh, Arsenal for the title, he was like, No, <laughs> it's it's still very much on. It's not game over. Uh, and uh, we have to concentrate on the league. And he was actually asked asked about obviously the big game with with Real Madrid. You know and you know have you planned for that and and have you um looked ahead to that and he was very much like no no I'm I'm concentrating on the title he actually drew a uh, comparison saying that the Premier League is as much of, um, of an achievement as as the Champions League despite City not winning the Champions League yet obviously of course so he's very much um making sure that the the weight is still on the league as much as the um as the Champions League
0: Mm. Well, on the on the Champions League, um, Pep obviously won't sort of entertain any talk of the treble or anything like that. You, as a as a City reporter, you know, genuinely, how do you feel about the the idea that City could go on and win that historic treble that, as I've mentioned before on this extra podcast, has only been won by Manchester United?
1: Yeah, well, I actually we did a, a predictions piece back in uh, January. Uh, like mid-season predictions of of where, what what we think City are and how they would do, and I actually said they'd win the quadruple. So obviously they they haven't done that. the the uh, It was a shock loss in the uh, a few, only a few weeks later after writing that um, that they lost to Southampton in the League Cup. Um, but I think it is very much on. Um, I you know I would argue that actually if you, if you look at it, the league might be i has say easy, but the the easiest one for City to win out of the three. Real Madrid, everyone knows what happened last year. Everyone knows of Real Madrid's quality. Everyone knows that they can turn up on their day. And, you know, even if they're out of the game, they, they can still win. So, obviously, and, and Pep knows that very much, that they are more than a banana skin, you know. Um, the FA Cup final with Manchester United... Again, it's a derby, so it's a big match. It's a one-match, winner-takes-all. Um, now, in both occasions, I'd actually back City to win. I'd, I do think, especially with the second leg of the Champions League at the Etihad, um, I, I do back them to actually beat Madrid, and whoever they play in the final, obviously, they'll be favourites. Again, with United, obviously, at the moment, they're going through a wobble, um, and I think they are very much, obviously, the favourites again. Um but in terms of the league, if you look at the run-ins for for both of them, obviously um, the next three games for City are, are um, West Ham. Uh, sorry, Fulham, West Ham, and Leeds. They're all winnable games. Now, obviously, when when, when you are fighting against the teams at the bottom, they're struggling for, for, for their lives, and they want to stay in the Premier League. But if, when you look at um, the teams, that, so West Ham have climbed up the table. Fulham are you know they are pushed for Europe, but they're not in danger. The sort of the middle teams, most of them are the middle teams. Now, the one Badana's has got to say in, in the running is probably Brighton um, because they are in form. But otherwise, you know, City won their final 14 games of the eighteen nineteen season when they picked Liverpool and they could do exactly the same this season as well. And I actually think that the, the treble could actually happen.
0: Speaking of banana skins, I um, I actually went through City's fixtures in the last Talking City Extra podcast, and I, I picked out Everton, Everton and Brighton as the two banana skins, the two the two areas where I put a cross in, the saying that City could, you know, drop points against them, not necessarily lose, but drop points against them. And the reason I chose Everton was because Everton is sandwiched between the two Real Madrid games, and you know City, depending on how City perform against Real Madrid in that first leg away in Spain. You know they might they might you know drop a few players play a bit of a, a weakened team if there is such a thing at Manchester City and Everton you know they're they're 19th fighting for their lives they've got five games left to to secure their place in the in the in the league next season Sean Dyche is a bit of a master of you know a relegation scrap um, so Brighton as you said Brighton was one where I thought City might you know probably get a draw Brighton might even win that depending on you know City might wrap the league up by then depending on how Arsenal performed as well. Um, but yeah, Everton's a bit of a banana skin. They were awful against Newcastle, weren't they? But um, you know, these teams, as Alex Ferguson used to say, you know, it's a, it's like teams try harder against Man United. Well, as in in English football, you know, every game against Man City is is, is every team's cup final. So uh, I think it was um, was it Akanji that said this after the. After the uh, European game, that the only team that City are going to play as underdogs this whole campaign is Real Madrid, so you know City going into that, they they need to perform, they need to, they need to, you know, get rid of the bogey, the bogeyman that that Real Madrid is for them, and you know the 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 European final is a very winnable game for City. You know, Real Madrid is obviously going to be the biggest test for City, uh, both mentally because of the past, but also you know quite literally they you know the. One of the best teams, they've won the competition more times than anybody, and um, you know they're a bit of a a bogey team for City in in the competition. So, but just just looking ahead to Fulham, um, you know Fulham they sit tenth in the table, forty five points, comfortable, not going down, not going up. But uh, you know where are their threats? Where are their where do they pose City a problem going into into the game on Sunday?
1: Well, I think one massive blow just to start on that. Is is they they haven't got Mitrovic and uh, Pep alluded to that in his in his press conference. He said, you know, that they are playing outstanding, but they haven't got Mitrovic, and that is a massive thing for them. He's still serving his ban, um, but they still have got attacking threats um, going going forward. I mean, Harry Wilson, he does blow hot and cold, but he, on his day, he can he can definitely pull something out of the bag. Um, I, th- I think Pereira as well. Um, he he he's actually been f- performing really well for for Fulham, even though perhaps Manchester United fans will will quite not believe that. Um, and th- th- the thing is with Fulham, and again, it's something that Pep alluded to as well in his press conference. Is they they're a team that most for the most part have been together for quite a while, so they are a team, um, and there's a lot to be said about that. Um, uh, you've seen with the likes of Nottingham Forest and, and you could perhaps even throw Everton a little bit into that, that you're buying a lot of players and they're not necessarily going to jail. Now, obviously, um, Nottingham, I'm saying this on the back of Nottingham Forest winning, um, but it's not necessarily, you know, you could, as we've seen with Chelsea as well, you know, you can buy all the gear, but you still have no idea. Um, and being a resolute team, Going forward, as well as defensively, is uh, I'd say that in itself is a threat because they know each other, they know each other, they um, uh, they know their movements, um, and, and they've they've got certain players who you you can finish finish a match. You know, Pelina he's one. Um, he, he's shown his quality throughout the season, so um, I I do think that they are gettable. Obviously. I think City will have too much for them, um, but you can't discount uh, Fulham's mentality. I think that's probably the word with Fulham. You know, people forget they only really just came up last year, <laughs> and and they're fighting for a European place potentially. So, um, I think Pep is very aware of that as well. That's um, uh, what he said in his press conference.
0: Yeah, it's crazy to think, isn't it, that you know Fulham are above Chelsea in the Premier League. You know the two West London teams, tenth and eleventh. You wouldn't expect it to be Fulham on top of Chelsea after thirty-two games played, but you know that's a that's a topic for another podcast. Just looking at City's team that will be travelling down to London, who's who's missing apart from Ake? Or, or is it? Is has he got a full squad still?
1: Yeah, and unless I'm an absolute blunder here, but no, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone else is is fit, which in itself is absolutely remarkable. If think about it that he's got a fully fit squad heading into the most important part of the season um now obviously Ake's out but apart from that they they um they they've got a full squad and he mentioned in his press conference about de bruyne he, he, he said um that obviously earlier in the season uh guardiola had um bunched him a few times or should I say it, it for a period after the new year basically he benched him for a little bit um and people were saying why why is that is he out of form and and etc but he basically said it was a mentality thing um and uh, i will link this back into, into the into the into the physical thing as well because he was saying pep, Guardi- pep Guardiola. pep Guardiola sorry pep guardiola was saying that um uh kevin de bruyne has played so much football over the past few years and I, I don't know if any City fans remember that uh, uh, last summer when all them Nations League fixtures came out, De Bruyne was one of the first ones to say, that's way too much, we can't do it. And and Guardiola was saying in today's press conference that um, De Bruyne basically averagely plays, th- he's played three games a week or, or just over a week um, for 10 years and so he's going to need a rest both f- physically and mentally in order to be sharp. And the fact that um, he, and he's done that with a, f- a few players as well. It's not just a Breiner. Um And the fact that they're all fit, both mentally and physically, going down there is—I mean, we've seen, haven't we? It, it, they've blown Arsenal away. Um, we saw uh, the other month against um, Leipzig, Champions League, and Leipzig at the time. By the way, they were they were third or fourth in the Bundesliga. So we're not <laughs> we're not talking about struggling teams here, and they are absolutely blowing them away. All right, Burnley win the championship. They were tough. the championship six now, and it's that, and it's going back to that winning mentality again. Like I was saying uh, about the title, you need to keep winning. You can't let up. But I think that's sort of been in the DNA of Guardiola ever, ever since he's arrived, hasn't it? You know, he's really uh, instilled that into his players, and so that mentality can also feed you physically as well. Obviously, we know now with mod- modern science, and we, and we know with um how the mind and the body work together this sort of whole scale this whole scale well-being that they both are interlinked and i think Guardiola knows that um and so the, the fact that they have they've got um a fully fit team going down eight is a credit to the medical staff especially when you consider Haaland last year was out for a number of times i think he's only missed a handful of games through separate injuries this season uh will be, it's, it's very, very, very ominous for, for the other teams because you just look at that squad and you think, my goodness, you know, you can swap any of them out and you would be absolutely fine.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you know, the, all the talk of Kevin De Bruyne being dropped and, and missing games and that. Kevin De Bruyne has played 42 times for Manchester City this season. That is, that is just, that is, you know, a full season's worth of games and considering he's missed games or he's been benched and he's come off the bench or some games where he's not come off the bench. And then you've got Haaland, who who similarly has played 43 games. Haaland, 49 goals, 8 assists. Kevin De Bruyne, 9 goals, 27 assists. Now, Haaland turned uh, supplier for De Bruyne on, <laughs> on Wednesday night. I mean, you know, we know that they're two names that are going to be on your team sheet. But besides them, and I want to point out that Pep Guardiola has praised Scott Carson for improving. Scott Carson, who you'll probably never see play for City again um you know other than maybe pre-season he is he has singled him out as being an improved player this season it, it shows that pep really cares about the whole community of manchester city rather than just his first team he's the first one to praise you know all the backroom staff and all the staff that work within the the cfa and the club um but you know just just to wrap things up here now right you're the manager you've got that full squad nathan akye side Haaland and De Bruyne you're probably going to start unless you want to rest them. Structure that starting 11 for me and give me a score prediction.
1: I think with Pep obviously he 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 will rotate when it's necessary but if he doesn't need to he won't. Um so I'll be interested to see what he goes up against against Fulham. Now obviously my my 11 I think I think this is the strongest 11 at the moment with the current setup anyway. It's Edison in goal obviously. Um and then a back three of um Diaz, Akanji, and uh, you, you, I, I'd probably put Laporte in there against Fulham. I know he, he he played Walker against Arsenal, but I think that was for the pace. I think Fulham uh, got some good forwards, but I don't think necessarily the the, the that pace. So I think he'll bring uh, Laporte back in, and then you'll have uh, obviously Rodri sitting alongside Johnny Stones, who's been in absolutely incredible form probably the form of his life in his newfound role he's been absolutely brilliant. And I don't see why he would be dropped unless it's to rest him for a big game but they've got a few Premier League games coming up so um I, th- I think he'll start. uh and then obviously you've got De Bruyne in midfield I'd probably put um Bernardo next to him I think against um against Fulham. um and then on the left obviously Grealish he's he's been I mean That's another conversation. He's been fantastic as well this season. And then I'd put, put, sorry, I'd put Bernardo on the right, sorry, and I'd put Gundogan in the centre with De Bruyne. Uh, And then up top, uh, obviously, the big man, Erling, you can't drop in. And and who knows, he might get, he probably will get his 50th goal of the campaign against Fulham, which should be history in itself. And it would be uh, a wonderful thing to see.
0: And then just to wrap up, uh, what score do you reckon? Cricket score? Or do you reckon it'll be tight?
1: Don't think cricket score because I think I think Fulham do you know they, they are a very compact team and they need to be. But I think it'll be an easy win. I think oh, I'll go for I'll go for a three nil, comfortable three nil or a, or a last few minutes three 0 Because
0: last time City played Fulham, they played they played most of the game with ten men, didn't they? Is it was it uh, a Canji or got sent off? Somebody got sent off. Rodri,
1: Cancelo, yeah, Cancello.
0: Apologies. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Jack and Chell got sent off after what? 15, 20 minutes or something. So he played majority of the game with 10 men and still beat them. So, you know, if they can, if they can play a full game with 11 men, God knows what they can do, what damage they can do. But again, Pep is one of them where he will not go out there and he will not say, yes, we're going to go and destroy a team. And then they go and destroy a team. So Pep will be reserved, but we don't want to be reserved. We want to go and see city put teams to the sword. But anyway, we'll wrap that up there thank you isaac for joining me and thank you everybody for listening there will be a full talking city podcast back next week to re- uh, to review the game at fulham i think simon's going to be going down there driving all the way into london and having a lovely jolly jolly boys out in on the in the process we will be back with a talking city extra pod on sunday or it might even be monday morning depending on what the um what the area sounds like But anyway, thank you for listening. As I say, if you want to subscribe, join us on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We've got our website, which is stacked with Man City content wall to wall. And we're also on YouTube if you want to see any of our main podcasts in Living Colour. We've got tons and tons of content on its way. And we report every single game from minute one to the death. And Isaac is your man that will cover those games on the desk. So if you want to come in, say hello to him. Jump in the comments on the website and Isaac will be there to see you. Anyway, that's all from us. See you next time.